This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This week, we at Paleobites have a special announcement. Cross-promotion! You should go check out the podcast I Know Dino from fellow paleo fans Garrett and Sabrina. This is currently the world's biggest dinosaur podcast, so that's pretty cool. Every episode, they cover the latest scientific discoveries, fun facts about dinosaurs, and a deep dive into a specific dinosaur. Way more deep of a dive than we do here at Paleobites, but yeah, different shows for different folks. But it's really good stuff. It's so informative. Like, a new dinosaur is discovered and named pretty much every week, and I Know Dino is the only podcast which covers every new dinosaur discovery. Every new one! That's crazy! How do they do it? But they're so good at it. They're a really fun and informative show. Very science-based. They promote critical thinking when new claims are presented about dinosaurs. Like, what did Spinosaurus use its sail for? Were T-Rex's arms really useless? Did Dilophosaurus spit venom? It didn't. They know that studying dinosaurs teaches us about many other scientific fields, like how our mammal ancestors rose to prominence following a mass extinction just like dinosaurs, migration patterns of dinosaur lineages, and every episode it ends with a fun fact. For example, uh, dinosaurs continuously grow replacement teeth, which is pretty cool. I'd sure like that ability. No, I don't. I'm not nearly physically active enough for that to be an issue. Still be cool, though. Uh, Dinosaur claws, horns, and plates are likely covered in keratin, making them much larger than the skeletal mounts make them appear. So imagine a stegosaurus with, you know, it already has big plates. How about even bigger plates? Like, so big! They could fly with those things if they flapped them. No, they couldn't. Yeah, it's good stuff. So check out the I Know Dino podcast. Go to iknowdino.com to find their main website. They've got well over 300 episodes. But yeah, they're really great. Thank you so much, I Know Dino, for this opportunity. Go check them out. They're much more educated than I am. <laughs> Roar. Growl. Snarl. Bellow. Welcome to Paleo Bites, the podcast with more skeletons than your average politician's closet. <laughs> My name is Matthew Dahl, and each week I'm a rotating series of guest co-hosts talk about and rate a genus of prehistoric animal, be it dinosaur, mammal, arthropod, and so on. This week I'm joined by someone who I hear has so many skeletons in their closet. <laughs> we don't talk about the people I fed to the Colfax drivers. <laughs> Natasha Crack, how are you? <laughs> 
I'm doing well. Oh, so tell us your stories. Like I say, I guess you say you don't talk about it, but talk to us about it. Well, what harm could it do? Who could possibly be listening? <laughs> Who could do something about that? Huh? Oh, let's be honest. They couldn't do jack diddly squat about this <laughs> podcast if even if they stumbled across it drunk. <laughs> nice. Which yeah. used to be about half of Denver when they got on the bus. Yes, they're they're all drunk. They'll be like, oh, get me home. <laughs> if I throw yeah. up, that's your fault. Quite literally, yes. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And I did have someone throw up off the back of the bus once I had to pull <laughs> they didn't want me to call an ambulance I I offered oh crap I remember the spot and where I was and all that but yeah it's one of my favorite running jokes to deal with people especially when they decide mm-hmm. not to talk to me or even politely ask for a transfer is I don't eat people <laughs> but the Colfax drivers do <laughs> I mean yeah so if you, for y'all who don't deal with Denver very much. Yeah. Colfax, especially East Colfax. The longest dodgy. The longest it's the longest street in America though, apparently. Yeah, but when you deal with East Colfax through Denver, it can yeah. get really dodgy. And there are certain areas you don't want to be. <laughs> yeah. There are gang issues. Oh we, man, that's on scary. Colfax. Especially East Colfax, especially when you're in the heart of downtown Denver. Yeah. Um, there are certain places that, uh, unless you have certain questionable affiliations, you don't want to You just avoid, be. yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, that sounds terrifying. Now, we, you'd think you'd think, I know this city, well, but I don't really know it. It's got an underbelly. Den- it does. I mean, I guess every ish. Every city does, but yeah. even then, Denver isn't bad compared to some of the bigger cities, like Detroit, Chicago, <laughs> Philadelphia, San Francisco, New Orleans. Those are some cities with some actual serious problems well, compared to Denver. Well, Detroit is so bad that they had to make a whole RoboCop about it. Yeah! And they probably need them. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if Denver's quite bad enough that we need a RoboCop. No, but we definitely... Uh, we might need, need some, some better real cops, but... <laughs> Yeah, um, especially on certain areas, and I've driven through some of them. While I myself never drove the Colfax bus, yeah, uh, I drove its twin, the <laughs> Federal bus. There were times where I'd have bus full of passengers. They'd tell me, "Skip that stop, skip that person." The <laughs> restaurants already called the police, right? And usually this was early hours of the morning. My thought was, you know what? I'm not asking you questions. That guy's making a, an ass of himself, and I don't want to know, and I don't want to deal with it. Right. So, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye, Col- good riddance. Get off my bus. No, goodbye, good riddance. You're not on my bus. Yep. I'm not deal. I'm not filling out the paperwork. Nope, nope. You're, no you're, paperwork. You're going to walk, mister. <laughs> you, 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 that bike that you're leaning up against the signpost? You're riding it. <laughs> I don't care how far. <laughs> I'm not dealing with whatever you shouldn't be on <laughs> at Five o'clock in the morning. No, my coffee hasn't been kicked, hasn't even kicked in. And I got up at two uh, o'clock in the morning. And uh, yeah, man, coffee, coffee, coffee derived, What's the term for? Uh, I just I, yeah, coffee, like, coffee. When you without coffee is like, is ah, uh, it's a scary sight. You know, I, <laughs> I don't write it. I should come up with a better morning. description. Now the, I I have among my 
crazier stories. I've got coffee deprived. Play. That's the word I was thinking of. Coffee, oh. de- coffee deprived. Natasha is a scary Natasha. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> you know the. Uh, I've, I've had people try to sass me before. My coffee has kicked in. <laughs> that didn't go well for someone on the forty. Oh God, I can imagine. Understand this about the forty. Yeah. Uh, for those of you again outside the RTD district, this is Colorado Boulevard. Yes. Doesn't dip through downtown Denver proper. Skirts it. Yes. Starts early, early in the morning. There's only about a two-hour window when it's not running. Okay. There were times where I was the first bus out, the first 40 out. Um, I had a gigantic cup of coffee, (laughs) one that would make any trucker proud. Yeah. I'd be sipping on this as I was trying to wake up at awful 30 of the morning. (laughs) Awful 30. My favorite time. (laughs) (laughs) I had someone get on my bus during my first run um buses are slow to accelerate yeah particularly that series that i had that morning yeah someone tried to tell me to go faster oh no how dare they basically and you're like you just slam on the brakes and go at two miles an hour like there's that fast enough for you what i did is i turned and i looked at them told them directly to their face we're hiring. <laughs> they tried to give me sass. What's that got to do with it? We're hiring. If you want to drive it faster, yeah. You want the seat? Have at it. <laughs> you drive this 40,000-pound behemoth. I'm going to sit in the back with coffee. Yeah, that's what I wish I could if you crash it, that's on you. You're going to have to pay for it. You're going to have to explain to all these people. Oh, you don't have a commercial license? Yeah, well, then maybe you shouldn't give me sass, huh? <laughs> oh, the things I wish we could say, but my, one of my favorite phrases pre-pandemic was, we're hiring! <laughs> and now we're just, now your favorite phrase is like, <sighs> you know, like trying to breathe coronavirus. That's cruel, <laughs> I apologize. No, that's... no, no, that's jokes at the bus yard. Yeah, that, just... uh, that's along the lines of what you hear at a bus yard, so... You know, you know, as we're recording this, the vaccine is just starting to come out. So, yeah, so maybe but, by the time this episode comes comes out, I think it's like Mar- April or something. This one comes out. Hold on, let me check my calendar here. Well, I'll uh, stick hopefully with a by little then, bit of dark most... bus humor. So, yeah, between November of 2019 and uh-huh. uh, about January 2020. Mm-hmm. My whole bus yard got slammed with something. Oh, God. It wasn't your standard upper respiratory infection. It wasn't your standard flu. And then when they started getting more and more details about COVID, we're like, so that's what hit us. <laughs> right. We're all, we all looked at it. So that's what So hit you guys us. got COVID before you even knew well, what COVID was. Well, here's the thing. I, in recent weeks, uh, I saw a report that said that it may have been here Five weeks earlier than they thought. Oh, wow. Which would put it within the time that a bunch of people at my bus yard were sick as dogs. Wow, that's crazy. So, this, yeah, this episode true, this episode comes out uh, May 11th, 2021. So, hopefully, by okay. that point, a lot of people will have the vaccine. Yeah. So, I, so, hopefully, at this point. My bus yard, we jokingly say we got the vaccine the hard way. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you just got immune to it. <laughs> I mean, I say this with respect to those that drivers it, who yeah. have fallen in the line of duty. Because there have been some drivers and different divisions across the United States, members of my union, that right. have fallen to it. Oh, that sucks. I, I say it with respect. Bus drivers have been invisible throughout this whole thing. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, we have been on the front lines. We 
transport everybody from the CEO to the doctor to the lawyer to the homeless person to the person who works at Starbucks. We transport everybody. Yes. You yes, don't want to there for us. Like I, I do Uber, but I don't actually do Uber driver now at this point. I do Uber Eats. So you guys actually do way better than yeah. we do. If so. for some reason all bus drivers across the United States decided to flip the whole U.S. the bird and, just, and, and not show up to work, Cities would shut down. Yes, no, the Denver, economy would collapse. Like, yeah, Denver alone would shut down without its buses. Uh, on a single day, when I used to drive the ten through Denver, my ten in one eight-hour run, I could transport five hundred plus people. <laughs> there were times where my bus, forty foot, was packed out like a can of sardines, and I had to pass people because there was another one. Mm-hmm two minutes on my heel because I was oh, too Oh, wow. Full. Wow, that's crazy. Hopefully that's, that's not that crowded now. It's not. Good. But I miss when the buses were. Ah, uh, they will be soon, hopefully. The, there are some boulder runs that could also turn into a can of sardines. <laughs> uh, okay, so here, here, here's how I'm going to relate and to the here's, show. That was just my ramble. Of course. Feel of course. free to put it in the outtakes. Of co- no, no, no. I'll, I'll, I'll keep some of this in. I'll keep a lot of it in. I think it's all interesting stuff, but here's how I'm going to relate it to it. So, in case you know the customers or the the passengers get too unruly, you might need a sh- like some riot police, and the riot police have riot shields. And speaking of shields, we're talking about Soropelta, which means lizard shield. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> well, believe it or not, if I have to have a dinosaur on board. There's a couple that come to mind to help deal with people. I'll ask you that next episode <laughs> about that. So uh, type is a not a sword and kylosaur. So these are the ones that have the armor and some spikes, but no tail club. Uh, so it was an herbivore uh, time mid-Cretaceous, 109 to 108 million years ago. Pretty early on. Uh, location, Wyoming, Montana, and possibly Utah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So, backcountry. <laughs> Described in 1970, pop culture appearances. The Discovery Channel series Monsters Resurrected features it in one episode. It's also in Jurassic World Evolution, this uh, tycoon game where you make your own Jurassic World. Uh, but it's objectively the worst dinosaur in the game, as it can only handle up to two of its own kind and a maximum of four dinosaurs total in its own enclosure, despite its rather low prestige rating. So, wow. You know, some animals that only like one of its own kind and nothing else, like Tyrannosaurus or the Indominus Rex, they got really, really high prestige ratings. So <laughs> it's all right, you know. Sure. You can you can afford that. But, like, this one you can't. Like, it's just it's not worth it unless you, like, uh, extensively alter its genetic stats to make it, like, more social, which also... <laughs> 
would mean that it takes longer to make and the DNA could process could fail. Like, it's too much work. Like, you can't have any cool exhibits featuring all the Nautosaurs together, like Polycanthus and Nautosaurus. Oh, that's boring. Yeah, like, you have. that's what I like to do. I like to have all the dinosaurs together there and the, they're close to the related. They're like, oh, these are all of them together in one enclosure. But you can't do that unless you... You had to make things difficult, Sora Pelta. Come on! <laughs> uh, when it comes to spikes and armored dinosaurs, there's more variants than you might think. There are some had spikes and plates like the Stegosaurids. Some had spikes and armor like the Nautosaurids. Some had just armor like some other Nautosaurids. Some had armor and clubs like the Ankylosaurids. And some just had clubs like Shunosaurus. Okay, that last one's a long neck. But there aren't other types of dinosaurs with just clubs, so sue me. Sauropelta is one of the ones with spikes and armor. And it's one of the ones with two giant spikes on the shoulders like some Stegosaurids. Remember when we did an episode on gigant Spinosaurus? Yes! (laughs) Oh, those things. Those big spikes had been really difficult to walk between trees. (laughs) You could get stuck without realizing it. Uh, But... Uh, like all Nautosaurids, though, there's no club at the end. The tail would have been a bit too long for a traditional club anyways. Unless it was a tiny club like Shunosaurus, but then again, that's a long neck. That one's more like a sling, you know, it was just like, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, like a little whip with like a thing at the end. Just, ah, sounds painful. Uh, Probably would be. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Which, which would you rather be hit by? A really big and bulky but slow Ankylosaurus club? We're a really fast and whip-like but tiny Shunosaurus club. I mean, both would probably break both bones. Both shatter bones. Yeah. That Ankylosaurus, you wouldn't have bones. I guess that's true. Out of the two, I guess I'd pick the Shunosaurus one. <laughs> the Ankylosaurus one would just rupture me. <laughs> rupture anyone. But that's yeah. probably what that club was evolved for. <laughs> Indeed. It was evolved, to like I think, specifically to break Tyrannosaur femurs. Oh. <laughs> like. Oh. Like. And femurs are already one of the hardest bones to break in most bodies. Yeah. Um, Sauropelta would have lived with the large ornithopod Tenotosaurus, the smaller ornithopod Zephyrosaurus, and the dromaeosaur Deinonychus, or Deinonychus, uh, however you want to pronounce it. The latter dinosaurs, uh, Lateraptor in particular, has a huge number of teeth uncovered in this formation holding all these dinosaurs, meaning it must have been quite abundant, so could it possibly have preyed upon Sauropelta? Uh, probably not unless it was really hungry. <laughs> Asauropelta had some formidable defenses like its armor and osteoderms. They would have been, uh, yeah, the good defenses against predatory attacks. Well, I guess there's some times in the wild when creatures are like, I'm really hungry, this is all that's there. I'm going to go for it. <laughs> yeah, well, and if they were to come across a sick, in, already injured or already dying one, yeah. then they might take a chance. Predators are usually... Pretty intelligent. Yeah, they're pretty opportun- opportunists. They're like, oh, this'll do. <laughs> like here in the modern world, there's not a lot that takes on a moose in That's North true. America. That's there's true, but, not a lot. But if the moose, you know, trips and breaks a leg and it starts limping everywhere, it's going to attract a lot of predators. It is. So. But uh, let's be honest. There's not a lot that's going to take on a healthy moose. Yeah, healthy uh, bull moose. Yeah. A grizzly bear? Maybe. <laughs> but that's up in Alaska, and um, the grizzly bear is just a terrifying force of nature. On its <laughs> it own. is. It is. I want to. I want to talk about someday. Uh, 
uh, what's it's, I think it's called Arctotherium or something. It's another another term for it is the short faced bear. Oh yes, it is a uh, ice age creature. That would be a fun one to talk about. Uh, yeah, I'll, I mean, I've you... encountered bears in the wild, just yeah. black bears, but I have encountered. Next them. next group of episodes I do with you, I'll br- I'll put that one on the table. Um, <laughs> but uh, also I've heard that one, despite it being so big, so powerful, and so aggressive, it's actually they think it's fully herbivorous. <laughs> now <laughs> which, that's interesting, especially. Which is... Dealing with bears because, as we know, <laughs> they're, bears they're are omnivores. But literally, they will literally eat anything. And may, maybe this one was too. But it's just weird to think about this huge, big, scary monster of a creature. It's an herbivore. Diet herbivore. And like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Stranger things have happened in nature. <laughs> so, oh man. Uh, uh, but so uh, a way Dionysus could have preyed upon uh, Sauropeltus if it had managed to nip it enough on the legs and and then got it to turn over to its armored unarmored underbelly, you know. But that sounds like a lot of work. But some predators it would are pretty be a precis- lot of work to, so, and a very precise strike. Yeah, some predators are very persistent though. So I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, but another funny thing to end on though, like uh, last time we did lead Zichthys, uh Sauropeltus is one of those times when a Greek compound for its genus is used both one way and another. There's an, un- an unrelated extinct lizard called Peltosaurus, which means shield lizard, while Sauropelta means lizard shield. <laughs> Make that what you will. Gotta love some of these names that these scientists come up with. But then again, let's be honest, we don't really want to know what us common people would come up with. <laughs> They're getting crazier, though. Dynamo-terror. I don't know. Thanos. Just... There's literally a dinosaur called Thanos. There, there is. Yeah, well, like... let's just be honest. After people have named submarines really weird things, yeah. we probably wouldn't want them naming dinosaurs. They'd probably just call this one Big Spiky Boy. Big Spiky Boy Saurus. Yeah. Badass Saurus. <laughs> I know some crude humor like 69 osaurus. <laughs> no, there are those people. Yep, like there are those people. 420 osaurus. <laughs> Give that one time because it, you know if something interesting is discovered in Boulder. That's true. I well, mean, there is literally hallucinogenia, <laughs> which we've done an episode on. <laughs> yeah, but that in that case, that one weird name is earned. Yeah. That's earned. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, if something interesting is discovered in Boulder, mm-hmm. money's on something 420 related. <laughs> That's true. Spent enough time there. There's enough pot-smoking hippies who need to go to Taco Bell. <laughs> or Chiba Hut. <laughs> there surprisingly aren't a lot of those in Boulder. Oh, really? I, know... I guess not in Boulder, but in Denver there's a lot of Chiba Huts, and I've heard that attracts a lot of the high crowd. <laughs> there is one in Longmont. <laughs> Yeah, I remember that. I remember when I was up in school in Greeley, I'd order from Chiba Hut. They were good. Yeah, they're they're good. Their pizza sub is quite delicious. Uh, but uh, anyways, so <laughs> Soropelta. Well, let's rate it. Let's rate this. Rate this fricker. One out of sixty-five million. Well, for its awesome super villain grade spikes. Yeah. I'm gonna give it a solid forty-five million. Nice, nice. I don't know if I'm gonna go that high for it because uh, those spikes are really cool, but. Any supervillain would be proud of yeah, them. Yeah, big shoulder spikes. Yeah, like yeah, you know, you really want to have good spikes on the shoulders too. I'm gonna give it like a forty million, maybe thirty nine million. I don't know. I think it's pretty cool, but yeah, forty five million. That's that's a good score for it. Yeah. After having awesome supervillain gear. Yeah, 
I don't know. I know it was a gentle herbivore, though. So what was I don't it? know. It's the quiet ones you got to keep an eye on. <laughs> it's true. It's those quiet you, ones you really got to watch for. You, you never know what they could be plotting. <laughs> you never do. <laughs> Mr. Soropelta is going to take over the world. <laughs> All right. Anyways, well, that's it for this week. Uh, if you want to get a hold of the show, you can contact us at MattD at MatthewDonCrayer.com. You can find me on social media at Methadon Career on Facebook, at Methadon64 on Twitter, and Methadon64 on Instagram. Um, I have a book series on Amazon, Megazoic, available for print and Kindle. Uh, I don't think I mentioned a Sora Pelta. There's some close relatives, like a uh, um, there's a Polacanthus in the books, so that's pretty good. Also, they all have laser guns. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said that one's so music-like. Uh but uh, also, if you could rate the show five stars on Amazon, that'd be great. Not Amazon, Apple Podcast. I make that mistake all the time. <laughs> rate my book five stars on Amazon if you like, but rate this podcast five stars on Apple Podcasts if you think it deserves it, which it probably doesn't. But, you know, throw me a bone here. <laughs> We're paleontologists here. Throw me a bone. <laughs> Except I'm not a paleontologist. But I, Neither am I. No, I just like the, I just like the subject matter. Um, also, I have a podcast called The Rit Wit, where two Twix talk about writing. Uh, it's a writing podcast because, you know, I've got books, so I'm going to relay my extensive knowledge of books to my listeners. It's great stuff. The other guy also relays his knowledge, and he's a lot more serious than I am, so we balance each other out. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty funny, though, too. All right, well, that's it for this week. As I say at the end of every episode of Paleo Bites, uh... <laughs> I'm going to take over the world on Friday. <laughs> yeah, not today, of course. <laughs> Give it some time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com.
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.